Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by co-host Lisa Durfus. Hello, Lisa. Hello. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. It was a lot of fun. What did you serve? I did all the classics. Your turkey with stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy and green beans and corn and popovers. You're a classic woman, so I can see where you would go classic on your Thanksgiving choices. Yes, yes, exactly. We chose not to go on that route. Normally, we'd try to decide on an ethnicity of a cuisine because uh, my family's mostly vegetarian, but this year we decided to go Indian, so I made muligatani soup and naan, and we had samosas for appetizers. Okay, what is a samosa? Samosas is like a spiced potato, pea, and carrot turnover. It's kind of like a little hot pocket Uh and fried. It's delicious, and it's served with like various chutneys so it's sweet and sour and spicy it's it's really good i just stick with mimosas that's what i had mimosas are good yeah that i start off my day with a mimosa well we went with scotch to start off your day start off and sort of finish it just goes down well when we were watching football i know it's fun but we're not here to talk about scotch we're not even here technically to even talk about all that much tea We're actually going to talk a little bit more about beer. If you've been listening to our show over the last few weeks, you know that we have been talking about collaborations between tea and beer. As part of our ongoing series with Fresh Cup Magazine, who did an article in December's issue about tea and beer, we are talking to brewers who have used tea and beer. In fact, today we're going to talk to Spike Bukowski from Terrapin Beer Company out of Athens, Georgia. It's a college town. In fact, it's only about 120,000 people and 50% are under the age of 25, which sounds like a pretty good place to brew some beer, don't you think? like a lot of energy is in Athens, Georgia. Well, I know they brew some great beer because we actually had a collaboration between us and them. Let's listen to the story of Terrapin and how they made some of their beer with some of our tea. Take a listen to what Spike has to say. I'd like to welcome Brian Bukowski to the program. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Although more affectionately known as Spike, I believe, right? It is Spike. Yep, absolutely. And he's the brewmaster and co-founder of Terrapin Beer Company out of Athens, Georgia. And I was lucky enough to get a phone call from you in regards to perhaps doing a tea and beer project. But before we get into that, I'd like to know a little bit more about Terrapin, where you got your start, and what are the origins of the brewery? I think a lot of craft brewers started out of their home, and I did the same. I started home brewing back in about 1993, and I loved it so much, I actually turned a hobby into a career. In 1997, I got my first professional brewing job in Atlanta, Georgia, where I met my current business partner, John Cochran, and at the time in Atlanta, there was only two breweries in the state. So we came up with the concept of Terrapin. We put our business plan together. It was about 1999 when we did that. The only problem with that was is that the craft brewing industry was on the decline. So it was really hard for us to get the funding. And then September 11th happened. So, you know, within about three or four years, we had all these roadblocks. So we finally rubbed our two nickels together and we did what's called contract brewing, where we actually brewed our beer at another person's facility. 
We started brewing the rye pale ale only in 2002. And six months later, at the Great American Beer Festival, we won best pale ale in the country for the rye pale ale. So it really kicked off in 2002. And then our second product was a golden ale. We did that one in 2004. And that one actually won a silver medal at the World Beer Cup. So our little slogan was two years, two beers, and two medals. Nice. Yeah, and then we finally got some funding, and we bought some equipment, and we moved it up to Athens, Georgia, and we opened the brewery up in Athens finally five years ago. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. And as we speak, we're actually going through, gosh, about a $3.5 to $4 million expansion to put a new brewing system in. We're getting a 100-barrel brewery. Our old brewery is 25 barrels, so we're actually quadrupling our brewing capacity, and uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on at Terrapin. Right. That's awesome. So let's let's talk a little bit about the marriage between tea and beer, which is really what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Now, you reached out to us for our jasmine to put in one of your beers. Now, mm-hmm. what made you think of putting tea in a beer? Are you a tea drinker, or is this something that you just saw as possibly another interesting ingredient to add to something that you're already doing? Well, I'm definitely a tea drinker, but this kind of goes back a little bit. We have this series of beer called Crunkles. There's a character named Captain Crunkles, and... Uh, the story goes, we found a message in a bottle on the beach, and there was a recipe in it for a black IPA. So a couple years ago, we brewed uh, Captain Crunkle's black IPA, and then last year, we happened to brew Indiana Crunkle's when he was on an expedition exploring for hops. Well, this year was a little different. Crunkle's crashed his ship in the Orient, and legend has it that he was taken in by the samurai, and he honed his brewing skills a little bit. So we tried to figure out a couple ingredients to put in his IPA, and we started with a little jasmine rice, and then of course we used a little bit of ginger, and then what we did is we aged this, what we call an Asian IPA, we aged it on your jasmine green tea. Mm. It was interesting because we did actually use about three different vendors of tea, and we decided on yours because we loved it, and it was mellow, but it had a beautiful flavor and aroma, and... uh, it was very interesting to brew with it. Oh, right. I, I got a little scared because, you know, we put them in this horizontal aging tanks. So when I was sampling the beer off the middle of the tank, it was very well balanced. Everything was fine. Well, when I started sampling the beer off the bottom of the tank where all the tea was, it was very, very harsh and astringent. And I thought, holy cow, I didn't I didn't know. But, you know, we blended it together and it came out absolutely perfect. But I was a little worried there at the time because, you know, if you leave tea in a cup, sure. and you know, it'll have that little astringency going on. But ours really mellowed out very nice. We we're very happy with it. Well, and, and if you recall, I had the same concern because <laughs> tea can get a little temperamental, especially green tea. And when we tried the final product because you sent us some, mm-hmm. it was so great because you could taste it especially if you let the beer warm up a little bit yeah you can really get the flavors of the jasmine tea as well as the rice and some of the ginger and some of the things that you're talking about but it's definitely not overpowering it's a great accompaniment to what it was so samurai crunkles for those of you who i don't know if you have any left of it's probably all been consumed but right but we have a little bit it's good so you say you did it in a slightly different process you put it in in the holding tank yeah we had some horizontal aging tanks so after fermentation we transferred it on the tea at about 34 degrees or so and we left it on there uh it was about 10 days to two weeks where we left the beer in contact with the tea and it just worked out really really well i 
I think it's so interesting that Spike decided to brew his beer a little differently than some of the others that we had spoken to because he's actually doing a cold brew method. He didn't actually put the tea in at the point where you might normally do it, where the beer is boiling. Yeah. And so by putting it in when it was cold, it actually mellows out some of the acidity in the tea. So like we sometimes here will cold brew a green tea if we're interested in having a mellow flavor. And he did the same thing, which I think is really ingenious. It brought out the jasmine flavor. It brought out the green tea. While he did say that it was astringent at the bottom of the tank, once blended, it was really quite smooth. Well, when we come back, we're actually going to taste the beer on the air because we've got some. You'll definitely want to check that out. We're going to have more from Spike later in the show. He's going to tell us the difference between beer drinkers and wine drinkers. He's got a surprising answer, and you'll definitely want to hear what he has to say. So stick around. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, Yerba Mate and Puer Tea. Yerba Mate is strong and grassy, while Puer is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, Yerba Mate and Puer, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of MayaTea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on MayaTea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers! Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio today by Lisa Durfus, talking about all things tea and beer, specifically talking about a beer by Terrapin Beer Company out of Athens, Georgia. They made a India Pale Ale with our tea, our jasmine tea. They also mixed in some ginger and some jasmine rice and... This is probably going to be my favorite part of the show because we actually get to taste the beer. One of the things that's most striking, I think, is the design of the bottle. Well, it's just, to me, it just shouts fun. I mean, obviously, they're very serious about beer making, but yet at the same time, you can tell they like to have a lot of fun with it. I mean, the Crunkles guy, a samurai Crunkles, I guess, is on the front. He looks suspiciously to me like he's Irish. I don't know. A little Irish, yeah. I think so, with that red beard and mustache, and he's pouring tea into the beer, and there's a little story on the side, and... I don't know. It just kind of screams fun, and I like that. Yeah, I think that it's a type of company that's very serious about their beer, but still likes to have a ton of fun. 
The other thing that certainly strikes me is the fact that it's 7.1% alcohol, which has certainly already affected you, Lisa. It most certainly has not. <laughs> no. Yes, I, it has. What? Is that more than normal beer? Yes. What is it normally? Probably in the 4 to 5%. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I wish you had told me that. That would have been helpful before I drank as much as I just did. But no, it's really great. It's really good. It's a very tasty beer. It's an India Pale Ale, so it's pretty hoppy, and it has some great florals, but it has some bitterness right out of the gate. And also, I think we have all the notes that they were talking about. You can actually taste the ginger. You Absolutely. can actually taste the jasmine rice. And you can get the hints of green tea along with the jasmine, especially when you let the beer warm up just a little bit. I think it's very tasty and very refreshing, actually. It's a great beer. I really like it. The more that I've had it, I like it even more. But now I'm realizing that could be because of the seven point. It very well could be. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but it's good. Spike was also very generous in sending us, I guess what we would call in the industry, swag. So we got some t-shirts, we got some bottle openers, some beer cozies. You can actually see pictures of us in the t-shirts with the beer bottles on our Facebook site as well as steepingaround.com. When we come back, we are going to dive a little further into tea, beer, and other ingredients that Spike likes to use in his beer. We're also going to talk about the future of beer and tea and other collaborations. And he's going to answer a very serious question. What's the difference between wine drinkers and beer drinkers? You'll definitely want to hear his very spirited answer about that. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, Yerba Mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking Yerba Mate for years now, and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, and the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, Yerba Mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, in studio with co-host Lisa, talking about all things tea and beer. For all of you home brewers out there who might be interested in using some tea in your brews, or if you're interested in getting the jasmine tea that Spike used, or any of our teas that we offer, your best bet, our website, www.mayatea.com. We've got lots of great teas there, as well as lots of information about each of them and how to brew them and so forth. If you're a fan of the show, be sure to fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Maya Tea Company as well as Steeping Around. And, of course, you can always listen to the show on steepingaround.com as well as on iTunes. 
We want to continue a little further with our conversation with Spike in regards to future collaborations between tea and beer, but also a little bit about beer culture. Take a listen to what he has to say. Now, do you see this as sort of a flight of fancy, or is this something more to the marriage between tea and beer? I think it definitely can go a long way. I mean, we've only obviously explored the green tea or the jasmine green tea area. Well, what about black teas and red teas and whatever? I mean, there's so many different flavor components out there that you can experiment with. So I would say I would love to do it again. I don't know when, but, uh, (laughs) you know, you can make beer with a lot of different ingredients just to go off the tea route a little bit. I'm actually doing a beer right now called Liquid Bliss, where it's actually a peanut butter chocolate porter that we added peanut butter into the boil. And then yesterday I boiled 100 pounds of green peanuts. We made boiled peanuts and then we transferred the beer onto the peanuts. So I know it's not tea, but I'm always experimenting with different ingredients in beer. That's awesome. So what do you think that tea brings to beer that's unique as an ingredient? I just think it's, it's almost another dimension. Because, like you said, you did get the taste of the tea and the jasmine coming out through that IPA. Absolutely. Now, when I brew, I try to brew in 3D, where you get the beginning and then this complex middle and then the finish, you know? So you want to have all those elements come together. So this was almost like a fourth dimension, if you will. It was a very, very interesting character to bring to that beer. Very, very cool. So something that I think is interesting is there's beer culture Mm -hmm. and there's tea culture. A lot of people, when they think of tea, they think of like meditation and relaxation. But yet I personally find a much deeper affinity for the beer culture because the craft beer culture is so edgy and it's got so much more going on. Like you're talking about brewing a peanut butter porter. So how do you see it? Well, I think with the craft brewing movement, people are actually getting turned on more and more every day to good beer. We're... I call them Joe and Mary beer cans. They go out and they buy their usual XYZ light lager. They bring it home. But now they're actually starting to try craft beer. And when they do that, they're understanding that there's definitely other flavor components to beers. And there's not only one style of beer anymore. They're like, oh, my gosh, there's brown ales and there's stouts and there's porters and there's Hellas and, you know, Munichs. I mean, there's just all these different beer styles that they're turning themselves onto. But you have to look at the whole culture of everything else because, you know, you have the farm-to-table movement. You have the slow food movement. So I think people's palates are waking up. I mean, they're eating better food. They're drinking better beer they're eating cheeses so as our palates evolve i think you know the culture of beer evolves and don't forget you know the wine drinkers they spit beer drinkers we swallow so it's great I think you've hit the nail on the head, and I really appreciate that analogy because we run farmer's markets here in Tucson. We run four of them. And so we get the whole farm-to-table idea. And the fact is is that it's becoming less about the culture and more about the flavor and the quality and what it brings to an individual's life. For flavor and for the experience, everybody's in it. It doesn't matter where you came from. Okay, so somebody was looking for Terrapin beer. How can they get some from you? Well, if you're in the state of Georgia, it's easy. You can buy it. Uh, we're actually in nine states right now, but by law, I cannot ship any product. Okay. So, yeah, unless you live in those states or somebody is driving the beer back to your state, uh, that's about the only way. So. so for those people who are lucky enough to be in those nine states or near Georgia, that's where they should visit you. What is your website? www.terrapinbeer.com. Excellent. Well, Spike, thank you very much for your time today, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Excellent. Thank you so much. Have a great day. 
tell you, Spike really covered a lot of ground. Oh my gosh, yeah, I learned a lot and found a lot of what he said really interesting, really fascinating, and... He's certainly passionate about beer, that's for sure. Yes. Well, if you have a question for any of our brewmasters about beer or a question that you'd like to pose to me about tea, feel free to email the show. You can do so at steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. I want to thank Spike for joining us on the show today. Thank you as well, Lisa, for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Please join us next week when we will continue our series on tea and beer. We will have an interview with Sam Calgione from Dog fish head and we also had a very unique collaboration that he's going to get into with us because it was really a fun project to work on so you definitely don't want to miss that show so until next week please remember it doesn't matter if you're used to spitting your wine or swallowing your beer i think we can all agree steeping around is a pretty great thing to do 